Jordan Hill, uh, welcome from Collins, glad from College Station. Uh, this is the OA News Overtime, uh, somber edition of the post game, <laughs> post game uh, a podcast. Jordan, that was ugly, man. That was that was as bad as it's been. I feel like uh, I don't know, man. What are you initially thinking? What did you see out there in person? Yeah, it was bad, and, and you'll notice as I'm talking, I'm trying to be quiet. There's literally a sign in front of me that says medium deadline, quiet, please. So oh. I'm trying to, trying to keep it down, and some of the people are working. But, yeah, that was a very – just a, a bad all-around performance by the offense. And I think the thing that I would say that I want people not to lose sight of was the defense played fantastic. They did not give up a touchdown. The only touchdown in this game was a defensive uh, scoop and score. Um, but offense just never got even close to figuring things out. There were a few plays where you thought that's a spark, you know, and I know at one point Bo hit Luke Deal. I think he had another play where he hit John Samuel Shanker for a big game, but it never happened, and um, Bo couldn't move the ball running with running the ball. I think he wound up with, like, negative 11 uh, rushing yards, and, you know, obviously that's a product of sacks and, and some of that stuff. Had that fumble that was really costly. Um, that was the lowest offensive output from Auburn uh, since the 2012 Iron Bowl when they were shut out. So uh, that's, Jesus. that's going. I did that's not good. know that, Jordan. Yeah, I, w- I went and did the research, and that's in the story, in the in the game story. Um, yardage wise, I think that was the fewest yards since that 2020 Georgia game. I think that was 27 to six. So just just an all around really poor showing from the offense. 2012 and, Iron Bowl, bro. Yeah, and, and that's from a scoring standpoint, you know, I mean, you can get, you know, there's other offensive games they've had where, you know, the point total looked a little bit better by the end because you got, you know, late scores and things like that. Yeah. I don't, it, it was just a very poor show. And what did you sort of see just from the TV side, you know, obviously just watching the, the CBS broadcast besides uh, every commercial that you proceeded to, to tweet, live to live tweet uh, throughout the game? Well, I couldn't live tweet the game because there were all those commercials. So we had to live tweet about the 0% APR at your local Ram dealer for the next 72 months. I mean, that's big. Uh, no, it, it, you know, I think we, we underrated that Texas A&M defense a little bit. They came in fourth in scoring in the country. And uh, I think we, I think, I think I at least certainly overlooked that a little bit because I really wanted to pick Texas A&M this week and I picked Auburn just because I thought the quarterback situation was, was too bad for Texas A&M. But uh but man, I, if I had known, you know, exactly what this defense was, uh, you know, man, that's tough. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Then I went back to, uh, you know, what I, my column that I wrote, and um, it it went back to Tiger Talk when when Harson was saying uh, football will humble you. I'm like, well, here you go. <laughs> you know, and in the column, I'm like, no, this isn't a quote from after the game. This is from before the game, um, because you know there was a lot of talk this week about, you know, Auburn fans were riding high. It was all about going to the Iron Bowl and it's a college football playoff sweet 16. And, you know, you're going to beat Alabama and then go to that championship game and then maybe go to the playoff. And uh, it turns out all of that was a little premature, uh, a lot premature maybe, because uh, if this team, if this team plays this way against Alabama, they got no shot. Sorry. They're going to have to play a lot better than they played today. Even, even, even as we compliment A&M, uh, Auburn just looked lost out there at times, but the point of my column was like, you know, here's what I said, and like, I, I'm not gonna gloat or anything about, you know, because 
like I told you so or anything like that, because I get it. It sucks because everyone gets humbled like this. Everyone except two schools right now. And it's Alabama and Georgia. It happens to be Auburn's two biggest rivals who happen to have these anomalous, you know, dynasties going that are uh, out of the ordinary. They are extraordinary. And uh, so I get it. I get why Auburn fans uh, wanted to wanted to go for the, you know, wanted to look ahead. Uh, you know, I get why, you know, the humble pie really, you know, you hate, you hate tasting it because your two biggest rivals don't ever. And uh, now, you know, if, and if they get humbled, it doesn't last long, just like Alabama, who lost to Texas A&M, and they're still in the playoff, you know, top four. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's just me looking at it big picture. Uh, you know these are going to happen, these, you know, kind of humble games. And, uh, you know, it happened for Auburn today. Uh, a little bit of humble pie. That's just how it, that's how it seemed to me. A couple of points off of what you're just saying. One, Georgia has been humbled a few times lately, but it's by that other team that you were just talking about. It's usually sure. Alabama that's doing the humbling. They got Auburn, ben and Durando. Auburn fans aren't celebrating that. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I've been in Durando making faces at me while I try to podcast. Uh, I, I think he must. I think he must have forgot that Halloween was a few days ago. From, from the way he's looking at me, it's a lack of focus. Yeah, he said there's a lack of focus, which is kind of the you know the name of the game today. Ah! Uh, two other things on the Texas A&M defense. I think you made a great point. They played great. Mike Elko, you know, has a really good reputation. I think you saw why today. I mean, there, there was just no semblance of any kind of rhythm. Um, the big thing to me, which I wrote about in the notebook that everybody can read, Auburn, when it got in those third downs, man, they were all third and medium, third and long. I mean, that first half, every uh, third down except one, except for one, was at least third and seven. Right. I mean, that's just not a winning formula. No matter no. where, you, no matter if you're at home, but if you're on the road playing a team of Texas A&M's caliber, like right. that's just not going to end the way you want it to. And to credit Auburn, they converted a few of those. I know that Sean Chivers throw went for ten, and I think that might have been third and nine. There was a few of those they get uh, they were wind up getting, but you just know, you know, basic numbers you're not going to be able to continue that, you know, getting stuck in those certain longs. And that kind of adds to me to what, you know, is so hard from the Auburn defensive side is Texas A&M was equally bad on third down. I think sure. they finished like three of 13. Like they had their moments um, and Calzada made plays. And Calzada, man, yeah. gutted this thing out. When sure. he left, I was like, he's not coming back. I mean, mm. his shoulder had popped out. You know, they were working on him on the sideline. I was like, this might be a whole new game, and credit to him, he, he came back in there and did enough to, to leave Auburn, you know, with the bad taste of a 20-3 loss. Sure. Well, I tell you, I'm a, I was a tougher grader on the Auburn defense than you were because of uh, you know, and how I thought, you know, you know, he was at a disadvantaged position, still played as well as he did. Um, I, I, I just be watching – uh, the bend but don't break, you know, I get it, but it doesn't really help. All, it's not all that great all of a sudden when they're driving into your territory every single drive, controlling the pace of the game and dictating it. You know, I, I would have wanted a few more three now. So uh, I know I'm different, you know, I probably graded them a little too hard, but I gave them a C plus because I just thought, you know, and obviously no touchdowns is great, but I couldn't give them a B just because, I mean, every time I looked up, they were gashing their way into Auburn territory. And I didn't think, you know, I thought they should have made uh, the quarterback 
troubles should have cost A&M more than it did. I mean, you're already at your, they, you know, you're, he's, you know, I don't know. You're already a quarterback down and coming into the game. And now this guy's your backup and he's, you know, you should have, you should have been able to shut down Spiller, make him beat you. And they didn't do that. Spiller, Spiller helped a lot, you know, and uh, they could, they couldn't make that happen. So I don't know. That's just another random thought. There's, you could go any, any which way with this. Otherwise, I mean, just cause it's bad. This <laughs> is a bad day. Bad day for Auburn football, bad day for Brian Harson. Um, there's going to be days like this. And uh, that's, I think, uh, the you just got to, I don't know, live with the reality a little bit that this is a little bit closer to, uh, I don't know, what, what you might expect. And, you know, I, I don't know. All the, all the fan talk this week was really pie in the sky. And it's like, well, okay, this is, it's, it, it, it might be fine. It might be a fine first season instead of just the most stellar greatest thing ever. That's all I'm saying. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I can understand Auburn fans being that way. Think about the last time they had a new coach. Uh, first year wound up being uh, pretty good. Terry Thompson's first year was pretty good. Nice that's there. exactly what I was going to say. And Terry went undefeated. So, I mean, I, I can understand having high expectations. Um, I want to get your perspective because this was asked after the game, and then I saw a few people on Twitter. People were kind of wondering about needing that spark and, and Bo Nix and, and maybe putting TJ in. I, it doesn't make sense to me, and I wanted to throw it to you and just sort of get your take because, I mean, I, I talked about it on Twitter. Christian Clemente tweeted, you know, basically, what, what did you guys expect if they put TJ in? And I said, you know, I agreed with them and was saying that to make a change like that, if you're a fan, you just won't change. Like yeah. you just won't what's sure. behind door, door number two when sure. your best option was already out there. Sure. Um, we can get Christian's thoughts if he wants. Uh, but, uh, we, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I don't think TJ would have done anything any better. You know what I mean? Like what would he have done? You know, in a lot of cases, it's like, well, the po- maybe maybe the pocket passer isn't doing well, so you want to put the running quarterback in to mix it up. Now you're taking the running guy out, you're putting in an inexperienced pocket passer. It doesn't make any sense. I don't see, I don't see it. But again, I, but the, again, my theme of the day, my my whole theme of the day is, I get it, I get it, I get why Auburn fans are frustrated. I get why they they I get why they want you know to to not have to to eat the humble pie because their two rivals never do. I get it. I get why they want to, you know, maybe why they want TJ to play and why they think that could be better. I get it. Uh, it's frustrating to watch. I understand. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it comes down to, you know, coach's call. And and, ever, and the thing is, ever since LSU, Bo's been playing so well. Uh, I mean, that's just, it's just, uh, I don't know, that, that's just punting the game away, waving the red, white flag. If, if you put TJ in and you're putting the kid in a, in an unwinnable situation, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll, you, 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 you got, you got really lucky that first time you put right. him in on one one and the odds are very low that it would happen again. Yeah. Throwing him in, well, and throwing him in against Georgia state's defense, a little bit different than the number four defense in the entire nation. So no, go, go with what you plan, finish it out. Uh, he was your best chance to win here. Bo Nix has won here before in Kyle field. So, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on board with that, and uh, you know, I think I think Bo's your best chance to win the, the, all these games left remaining in the regular season: Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Alabama. You hit on it on your column. I was sitting here read it bef- reading it before we got on uh, this uh, call, this podcast. Um, but you know, I, I think that as disappointing this performance was, you know, Auburn fans still have reason to be optimistic. You got 
the games coming up before the Iron Bowl. There, I mean, you know, it's not crazy to think that Ole Miss could, you know, uh, beat this A&M team because it's in Oxford. Shout out to Christian Clemente back there. Christian, you want to share your thoughts on uh, the, the TJ thing we were just talking about? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, what does TJ Finley add to this game? Like, how, how does he impact this game in order right. to give Auburn a better chance to win? I don't think there's anything he can do. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I just don't think it, – it, it obviously was not Bo's best game. Uh, I'm no. doing my report card right now. I'm giving the quarterback a D minus. I would have given it an F, but I think the offensive line and the receivers didn't help. But um, what does T.J. Finley add to this game? I think T.J. Finley honestly might be worse for Auburn because of how bad the offensive line was. So, uh, Jordan, I think the way you put it was best. The people that are calling for T.J., they just want change, and I don't think they want change in the right spot. Bennett, did you do a report card too? Didn't you do a report card? I do, but but it is it's more broad. Instead of position groups, right. it's offense, defense, special teams. So, but the <laughs> offense was the first F that I have given this year. So. Oh my gosh, a failing grade! I gave yes. offense an F too, and I gave coaching an F. Sorry, I shouldn't reveal that premium content on, <laughs> on here, but it's just a little taste of what the grades you guys can go check out at the Montgomery Advertising. <laughs> Paywall. I don't know. You got anything about should they have benched Bo? None of us think so. I don't. I mean, it, it sounds like Jordan sort of nailed it. I mean, no one helped each other in this game on offense. Uh, and I, to me, it all starts up front. I mean, Auburn just got completely destroyed at the line of scrimmage. Um, and I mean, if, if the offensive line isn't doing it for the run or the pass, I mean, what, what is Bo Nix supposed to do? I, what, what's TJ Finley? Is he going to be more mobile no. than Bo in no. escaping in some of those plays? Of course he is. No. We've seen what Bo can do. I, so uh, I, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the offensive line was really bad. The receivers were pretty bad, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were yeah. not getting any separation. They had some drops. I was astounded looking at stat broadcast right now that – the best receiver was Shedrick Jackson with two catches for eight yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. What do you mean that was the best? No one else had more than one catch. Shedrick was the only receiver with more than one catch this game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're, you're right because it's a running back, it's a tight end, and it's another running back. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. Sean Shivers led the way with six for 40. They loved hitting him out of the backfield. And it's telling because a lot of those are checkdowns. A lot of those are because no one else was open. Sure. Third and worm, baby. It was a fantasy football PPO yeah. machine. <laughs> Jordan, what else you got? What should we talk about before right, we get out? All right, Christian's out of here. Christian Clemente, rivals.com. Ben, Bennett's going to go too. Bennett's also leaving. All right, well, we'll wrap it up without them. Appreciate I appreciate both those guys uh, showing up. Um, yeah. what, I was say, what I was saying before was, you know, I don't think if you're an Auburn fan, which I doubt most people would have done this, but, like, you throw it in and say, well, there it goes. Yeah, there goes the season. Because it's not crazy to think that Ole Miss could beat the Texas A&M in Oxford. I mean, I would probably pick Texas A&M, but it's not like, oh, sure. my God, I'm going to fall on the floor. That just happened. Mm -hmm. I, there's still a chance for that Iron Bowl to be winner take all. But yeah. now now the ball has been taken out of Auburn's court. And right. that, but, know, hey, man, a, that's my fantasy scenario that I've been talking about for – for a month. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We said, oh, yeah, they can afford it. I mean, you know, you don't want to, but they could probably still drop one and have it happen. 
that's how big the Ole Miss win was. To get an old leg up on Ole Miss, you think, hey, Ole Miss is explosive offense. They could beat Texas A&M, and then you still get the winner take all Iron Bowl. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, I pointed – I pointed out, you know, in the in my column, it's like, well, the the Sweet 16 game is probably gone. Like, I don't think anyway, three loss Auburn gets the playoff. That's gone, but the venom for Alabama is still there. So <laughs> you can still, uh, you know, still try to beat them at home. And uh, obviously, the winner take all. Uh, you know, it's only happened two times before, so that would make it give it a little bit more spice on what's already an extremely spicy football game in the Iron Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where you are. First of all, you have to take care of business and beat Mississippi State and South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina currently beating Florida. Uh, who knows if Dan Mullen's going to be the coach by the time this podcast gets posted. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goal. I mean, you can still get to that game and, and have something to play for and have the fans excited about something. So that's got that's got to be the goal now. That's the only goal now. And next week, keep an eye on that Ole Miss A&M game. It's the best you can do. Before we wrap it up, I just want to talk a little bit about Mississippi State. Just what sort of your thought on it? It's at home, which I think helps as far as Auburn being able to avoid an upset. That's sure. a Mississippi State team that um, had a chance against Arkansas missed the field goal late. Um, but they've shown themselves to be – pretty capable and obviously they beat the, uh, the Texas A&M team we saw today uh, earlier in the season. So just what, what, what do you think about the Bulldogs? First of all, how? Second of all, uh, no, I mean, I, I think Auburn will open as a favorite and I think they'll win the game. I think, uh, I think you know, it comes down to matchups. It comes down to Auburn's defense is playing well. Mississippi State, when you think Mississippi State, you think air raid. Auburn has a chance to slow it down and at least hold them to about 25 points or so. Um, especially on the road. I mean, if they go and hang 30 in during hair, something went wrong, I think. Uh, and, and meanwhile, the offense, this offense has proved to be fine against non-stellar defenses. It's two, two great defenses they played, Georgia and Texas A&M, who, who shut them down. But against teams where they can run the ball, against teams where the offenses line, offensive line's weaknesses aren't quite so exposed, quite so out there, Auburn can win, uh, can establish a run, and can succeed. So, no, I mean, I think Auburn will open maybe a touchdown favorite. I don't, I don't know, but uh, that's where I put them, and I, I think Auburn will win the game. But So, what do you think looking ahead? I think Auburn should be able to win. I will say, because obviously the draw with Mississippi State is that passing game and the offense, the defense is really, really good. The, the run defense coming into today, it, pro you know, it will change from the Arkansas game. They were tied for fourth in the country in rushing yards allowed per game, and they were tied with Alabama. So, I mean, they've had a really good defense. They've done a good right. job defensively. Sure. Um, I think Auburn should win and should be able to win. But, you know, if you have anything on offense that look like today, you're looking at a really tough matchup. Sure. And not, you know, this isn't a game, you know, if we were talking about two weeks from now, with, well, I started to say two weeks from now with South Carolina, but look what they're doing to Florida. So, yeah. I mean, it's just sort of the, the nature of this is that, you know, you're not going to really get any gimmies on the schedule before you get to that Iron Bowl. Yeah, I still take Auburn in both. I mean, it's never, as we say, it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems either. Uh, I still think Auburn can win, take care of business in both. Uh, but again, all of a sudden, it's thrown up in the air. Uh, so you go to go to next week and you can't look at, you, like you say, you can't look past it. I mean, all of a sudden, you lose to Mississippi State and you're looking at a seven and five season. I mean, not stellar, which is, you know, 
Well, again, that'd be another piece of humble pie. And uh, it, right now, Auburn fans want to spit it out. So uh, <laughs> they're not liking the taste of it. So you'd rather uh, rather win next week and try to get to eight and four at, at worst. I agree. And I, I think I would pick Auburn in the Mississippi State and the South Carolina game, like you said. I agree. Um, well, Justin, anything else you want to hit on? I do want to ask, uh, what's with the Dallas uh, hoodie? Uh, is this like a, a diamond Dallas page? Like, I don't know. Cowboys fan? It's so it's Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, but it's actually Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that, the math, the math checks out on that. So yeah, uh, no, it is not a cow, it is not a Dallas Cowboys hoodie. It's a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader hoodie. You know, big fan. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I get it. Um, but weather, well, I think I don't know what the weather is there, but it's cold. It's pretty chilly. It's pretty yeah. chilly when we walk out. We're going to probably leave the press box shortly. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a little bit cold. Any parting thoughts, anything else you want to hit on before we wrap it up? No, nah, we're good. We'll wrap it up, man. You, you guys travel safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds great. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and, and watching and be looking out for more content, uh, getting ready for the Mississippi State game over the next few days.